Welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello. Hello. We oh, began. There was a weird buzzy noise there. Oh, no, well. there wasn't. Just ignore it. Okay. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. It'll all be fine. Okay. Um, hope everyone's good and everyone had a good Easter or having a good Easter. Whatever you celebrate, whatever you believe in. Hope you had a really good one. Anyway, yeah, loads of, a lot of fun. Nice chocolate or nice food. Um, all of the above. Yeah. A uh, quick update. We've still got no Wi-Fi. This is why our episodes are coming out at such random times. It's when we can <sighs> kind of get Wi-Fi in place, places to upload the bloody yeah. episode. Um, yeah, it's a pain. I won't go on about it because I will just literally talk about this you'll for talk the whole episode. And you'll get angry. Then you might cry. You might do yeah. both at once. It'll yeah. be really awkward for me. I mean, be strange for them. It's a first world problem, absolutely. But seriously. <sighs> anyway, <sighs> moving on. Um, swiftly onwards. Swiftly onwards. Yeah, swiftly on. um, yeah, so it might, I'm just saying the episodes might be a bit random for the foreseeable because, because of this problem. being random is okay. Yeah. Although it'll be nice if we could be random at a specified frequency. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the episode today, we're going to try a little bit of a different format, aren't we? We are. Oh, um, new studio, no. Yeah. Exciting yeah. new future. Yeah. Um, but the first thing... Brave um, new world. The first thing I'm going to say, uh, another exciting um, uh, thing, is that we have another brilliant promo for you today. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. Um, and... Who is the promo from, Alice? This is from the Poisoner's Cabinet... Um, Tell me about the Poisonous Cabinet, Alice. I've just started listening to them. They're really, really funny. It's basically, you'll hear us on the promo, but basically they tell stories of poisonings, murders, crime, that kind of thing. And they make cocktails inspired by the stories. I like the sound of it's all of really that. It's really fun. I think we should just... You have to drink the cocktail while listening. Um, I imagine that if people are driving, that's they, a little they difficult. They make it while they're... <laughs> I mean, they make it while they're... Record. I've only listened to a couple of episodes so far. I mean, they're really, really great, really entertaining. I can't wait to listen to more. I think I'm going to go to work, use their Wi-Fi, and download a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, of that. yeah it's that great. Sounds fun. Um, so yeah, uh, and and obviously you get loads of great cocktail recipes as well. So Perfect. I mean, what more can you ask for? Educational. Um, and um, th- these guys are also in Kent, so you know Kent is producing some great podcasts. It's the hotbed of yeah of weird podcasting. Yeah. Um, Brilliant. So, without further ado, yeah, let's yeah, play. Let's, let's play, play their promo, and I think you'll hear our promo on their show in the next week or so too. Oh, they're nice. People, so, thank they? you very much. Good. Thank you very much to the Poisonous Cabinet, and here is their profile promo. Their profile. Here is their profo profo profo. Here is their. Here is their promo. Here's their promo. So slick. Hello. Would you like to drink cocktails and talk about poison, or drink poison and talk about cocktails? Then welcome to The Poisoner's Cabinet, a weekly podcast mixing true crime, historic mysteries, a dash of comedy and lots of lovely libations for your listening pleasure. Join us for a drink as we tell the story of a different deadly poisoner each week. We always start by whipping up a cocktail inspired by the tale that we tell. Sounds delicious. Ooh, so maybe an amaretto sour for a cyanide poisoning? Long Island iced tea for the teacup poisoner. Chicken for William Palmer? What? Nothing. Join Nick and Sinead every Friday inside the Poisoner's Cabinet as we look at vicious Victorians, inheritance powders and crimes of poisonous passion. Follow us at the Poisoner's Cabinet on social media. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, your loved ones are trying to kill you. So there you have it. So give them a listen. There we great have fun. It. The great fun. And I think they, they had their two year anniversary a few weeks ago. So hopefully Ooh. we'll be we'll be like them in a couple of years. Fingers crossed. Well, 
Yeah. Drunk. No, I'm joking. <laughs> there is a high likelihood. There is a high likelihood. Given what, what posted you recently, Alice. Yeah. Yes, I think that's highly likely. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. No, no, you shouldn't I'm be. I'm sure people find it entertaining. Um, cool. So thank you so much to them. Give them a listen. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, I can't wait so. to hear more from them. Um, so as I said, we're going to do a little bit of a different format today. We're just trying it out. So film review this week we're going to start off just by having a chat and reviewing the we're film we're going to talk about the film first. what a crazy notion for yeah. a film review and then we're going to play our songs which is more of a kind of a reaction rather than a review they Would will, will summarise our thoughts hopefully yeah, yeah so the film we watched um, quite a long time ago now was La- is it Last Night in Soho? It's last Night, last in, night in Soho. Because I keep thinking it's Late Night in Soho Last no, Night in Soho that seems like a, like a silly tongue title yeah alright so um, Late Night Last Night in Soho Sorry, I'm quite tired. We had a lot to drink last night. Anyway, what were your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I, I loved it. I say, it yeah. was really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, also, I didn't realise when I saw the trailers that it's a horror film. No. Because I, I was walking through Soho a lot when, they were, when mm. there was premiering instead of massive posters up, you know, like the sides of the cinemas and stuff. Yeah. And walking past these buildings, oh, it was quite fun. But I didn't think we were going to be reviewing it for this no. podcast because Ooh. we have put ourselves the limit of horror films yeah. well someone suggested it to you didn't they and you, you yeah, we were, I, was, I was like I don't think that's a horror film yeah the course I was going to actually on, yeah. in Soho was yeah. someone there who's a horror fan saying oh your podcast yeah and um so, I mean, a, a quick overview. So it's um, a young girl who's going to university. She lives in Cornwall, you know, because she's quite wrapped up in cotton wool. She lives with her grandmother. Her mum's passed away at some point in, in London. Um, she loves fashion. She loves the 60s. And she gets into a, 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 like, London, I think it's like, you know, the London School of Fashion, one of those big kind of... Um, it was a prominent reason. institution, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm um, really excited. Uh, I think, it, you know, she was kind of following her mum's footsteps, that kind of thing. Um, and she goes to London um it's not what she seems she you know she feels out of place she doesn't really get on with people there um and she ends up moving into this kind of old annex room run by this kind of yeah Yeah. run by this kind of you know slightly um eccentric old lady um and um she starts slipping back in time she she kind of as you do ventures out out at night and yeah and and it wakes up in the 60s and i just think that's brilliant um the whole film made me feel really wistful because i've always felt like i wish i'd been alive in the 60s i think that's probably a a very familiar sentiment to a lot of people which i'm sure is why the film exists oh and you just think oh my god i wish i i wish i could do that just wake up in the 60s and just experience the fashion and the music and it's my favorite time period um so sorry we were saying about it being a horror well you you wait a long time for the horror it spends most of the time not being a horror it spends a lot of time it's more um, mystery, washing isn't it? you with as much of the, your idea of the rose tinted view of the sixties yeah. as possible, yeah. and it goes for it well. Yeah, um, you know, you there's are some, there's you, some you sharp are, needle drops. Yeah, there's it's 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 all of the spectacular stuff. It's yeah. not the sort of rock and roll sixties; yeah. it's the pop sixties. It's yeah. not quite swinging in London, yeah. but it's definitely feels so, that way. No one says swing in yeah. London, but that's pretty much. So there's no there's no sinister um, horror soundtrack. It's all sixties songs. Yeah, it's it is. great, um, and she basically is following this particular girl who she's kind of somehow attached sort of to a p- possessing her body or something. I yeah, never it, perfectly explained. Yeah, it doesn't first seem to I thought. I thought it was the same actress dressed up in sixties, but no, it was just no. two actresses. Even um, though both of them are on. To both sides of a glass, and that's yeah, staircase they, descending scene. Yeah, which is so quite she's cool. kind of yeah inhabiting the body of this this girl, um, who who went to London in the sixties to become a singer and basically yeah. gets embroiled in it goes uh, badly yeah wrong. it goes badly wrong. Um, it gets nasty. But most of the film, you're just like, 
oh, l- watching it, just longing to be it's, there, it's, basically. It's colourful, it's sumptuous. It's dreamlike. Yeah, it is. Um, it's I, all the, that sort of idea of, ah, oh, the 60s, yeah. it's all of that. I haven't enjoyed a film this much for a long, long time. And then suddenly, towards the end, the horror just like there, there, is, there is a tone change it wallops you in the face and it's really good it's it basically really good. punishes you for having yeah. wallowed in the 60s I don't, I don't want to give away spoilers but you know there, there's obviously there's time slips there's zombies there's ghosts I mean sort of zombie like aren't they ghouls um, I'd say ghouls, ghouls. they're the yeah. sort of they are ghosts yeah. really aren't they I mean I, I won't try I won't give away but basically there's a theme of murder um, yes. running through and the murdered victims um, come back basically there's something of a sort of a whodunit for sort yeah. of the second act of the film yeah. which is developing yeah, Fine, actually. Matt Smith again as well. Can't get away from bloody Matt Smith. No, he was very good in this though, it, and he well, looks very good. He was quite good, although I didn't feel like I was never watching it actually being scared of him. He was, no. just, he was just, he was just the adversary. Thought, he wasn't a villain. I've always thought he's slightly sort of sinister looking anyway. He did, even he when he was well. in Doctor Who, he did it well. I think it was actually mostly in like the character wasn't fleshed out at all. No, There's no we have no idea about mm. him at all. We're no, given not really much to go on other than he's present yeah. and then he does these things. Like, yeah. Okay. And the main character, Ellie, does fear him. Yeah. But actually I was thinking most of the time, oh good, he's driving the plot along. I wasn't yeah. actually concerned if he was on screen or not. I wasn't fearing him. No, but, I don't I didn't fear him, but I've always he always looks slightly Tim Burtony and sinister. <laughs> yeah. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> um I, I like I like Matt Smith. I, I I I enjoyed his performance more in this than I did in his house. Yeah. Fair um, enough. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't want to give too much away because I think everyone should I think watch it. It's okay it. to give things away. People should work out whether they want to see it or not. Yeah. Or if they have, they want to hear our thoughts about it. That's, yeah. that's, that's okay. I do, I just think yeah, I was just watch it. Um, it was it was it made me feel like I was just desperate to go with her back in time, even though it all went wrong and it all got really scary. I was still would have. I still would have gone with her to experience it, and I would have taken, I would have taken the horror shit as well. Just you know, if it was part of it, I it would was have taken odd because I, I actually felt like by the time it became a horror film, it was almost like it was hiding behind the fact. That, oh, it's a horror! Don't worry about anything else now because mm. it, it's a, it's quite a big tonal change. Yeah, I, it I, is. I, I mean, it was quite well done as a horror film, but it was also quite well done as a, just a, yeah. a, a drama thriller. And I've. I don't know. I kind of felt like maybe they ran out of ideas with the thrill. So I was like, oh, you know what? Sod it. Just make it a horror now. Maybe. I mean, I, I had a bit, even though all the way through, I was like, you know, it feels sort of dreamy and wistful. I mm. still felt there was a little bit of a sinister Well, yeah, it's because you're cynical. It's because you're a sinister on. person. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, you knew there was horror coming. So oh, absolutely. There's, and, you know, well, there was a little, I just, for me, there was a little undercurrent of something's going to happen. Absolutely. There, there is definitely you know. an undertone, but. Yeah. There are lots of films with an undertone in them, and then and there's some false twists and things. Yeah. You know, um, you think, you know, it, it pulls the rug out and he goes, "Ah, yeah. you feel this?" And like, that, that's cool. I liked mm-hmm. all of that. But Ellie's um, having. But it felt like by the time by the time it got to the horror, it was like, "Ah, so here, yeah. here's some ghouls." Yeah, but Ellie's having. You know, she's having such a shit time in her real life. You know, this is obviously her escape, and then the escape becomes horrific as well. So she's kind yeah. of trapped in a nightmare. Either, is, yeah. either or you know uh, although of course it actually all turns it, it is a bit like oh and they all lived happily ever after at the end if you remember that's weirdly yeah and yet it still felt like her her story didn't really complete properly it didn't we don't know if she completed well she, i saw we saw no, a fashion no, show at the no, end anyway. she did, like, yeah i don't know it felt, uh, I, felt I think, a little she, bit I think it was a pretty you know she had a and she had the boyfriend and she yeah she finished her course and had the fashion show and i think there was pretty much all wrapped up at the end it, quite surprisingly neatly yeah, well, that's um, it. it felt a bit too neat and happy. Um, one thing we didn't really hear about was her mum. 
I mean, there are bits that where she thought tough, of her mum. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, she's it following was there as a device. Her mum passed away. We don't know how. She uh, followed. So it was, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, she was following in her footsteps, but she didn't seem to come to terms or sort of accept her mum's death, really. I well, didn't she kept think. seeing her mum in mirrors and things mm. because of, she had this sort of inexplained psychic yeah. link or ability to feel yeah. emotions in rooms, which was cool. But then I actually realised afterwards. You didn't need that. No, I don't think you needed she that. Just, she could have just fallen asleep in the the, the mysterious room and yeah. then had these trips anyway. Yeah. That was completely yeah. unnecessary. I mean, if her mum had been the one in the 60s she was connected to, that might have made sense. But of course, yeah. wrong, wrong wrong age, wrong time period. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the only thing I'd say then about is that the mum thing seemed a bit random and there unnecessary. Was stuff that was sort of tacked on that felt like it was almost from a previous rewrite when it wasn't a horror yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. The mum thing I thought was a bit... Yeah, didn't wasn't needed really. That's the only thing. Well, I mean, I'd her say. psychic thing wasn't needed. I mean, it was nice yeah. that it was there, it gave some depth, which I guess yeah. they did need to do by some means or other. Yeah, but there was plenty to potentially build on there. But yeah, I mean, we were picking holes in yeah. something that no. doesn't overall, have massive oh, holes. Overall, as... like it was just yeah, I was totally engrossed in it. Um, it was good, yeah. although I, there was um, the casting of the the person who becomes her boyfriend. Yeah, it was done. I think quite colorblind. Do you think? I think it was done quite colorblind. Because he's the only black character in the whole film. That's true. And there's, that, yeah. without bringing the tone down too much, there's there's an almost rape allegation. Oh, yes, and there is. the reality is that's the only point I think where it truly steps out of reality. You think he just runs out and he's fine, no yeah. consequences. That wouldn't happen. No, sadly not. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't think, I think it's good that he was there. I mean, he did the role really well too. Yeah. But it act, felt a little acting. bit like that's where the tone kind of slipped. I thought, hang on. Mm. They've, Ah, that's think, that's not an, yeah. I, mm. problem. Is I'd got so caught up in the whole kind of feeling of it that I yeah I didn't I forgot to sort of think about that. But you're totally right. I agree I, with I, you. It just afterwards rang true as way that that didn't quite yeah. sit the same yeah. as it. And could this have done. bit this bit happened in the modern day. Yeah, bit, it did. so it did. yeah, it, it, there definitely would have been consequences. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that that could have actually been the scariest thing in the film actually yeah. for a lot of yeah. for up to that point certainly yeah so to kind that of, point things are going bad but it, we're hmm. not at quite at the so I guess they kind of missed the mark a bit there as well um, perhaps I I think I think uh, um, maybe in the, in the long run this will be just one of those times where it gets listed as well as, as things are improving in cinema there was a few missteps but they weren't big cockups mm. but they, they, that did seem a bit weird yeah yeah agreed but, but agreed. nonetheless but I don't, overall, I don't want to crap on it too yeah. much because it. it no, uh, no, you're you're completely right. That and the thing with her mum, not quite, yeah. not quite sure. But the rest of it, general, gem, general, like overtone of the film, brilliant. Tone of the film is brilliant. lovely. It's engaging, yeah. um, and especially for a whodunit, which is historically yeah. not something I tend to be very engaged by. Yeah. I still was interested to find out who did do it. Yeah, and yeah, some of the casting was really cool. Um, there were very few misplaced. Um, moments in the film mm-hmm. I think yeah. it, it was really engaging and yeah you're right it's colourful it's, yeah. it, it pulls you in yeah. it, and it, it is kind of a love letter to a mysterious version of Soho and, it, and at the end actually just before the credits roll the music plays and you just, it's just loads of stills of modern day Soho in the dead of night just just film the streets yeah. for like 10 seconds and just loads of shots around yeah. Soho it just really looks beautiful Yeah, um, it's, it's really cool it's a bit odd because it's you know, five minutes before that you've seen ghosts and ghouls mm. coming out of a burning building. Sorry yeah. to spoil anything, but yeah, people probably were just no, that's not, that's not, old. yeah, um, that's not, that's not spoiling. Um, <laughs> yeah, but we haven't, we haven't given the actual twist away, which is fine. Um, yeah, watch it, absolutely yeah. watch it, watch it. But before you do that, maybe listen to our thoughts summarized in song. I think that's a good idea because I think that's a nice way to yeah. end this section of our podcast. Yeah. 
Vince, would you like to play your song first? Let's go crazy and swap them over. Oh, God. Maybe we should. Okay. Maybe we should. All, All right. right. Okay, so we'll play a song and then, and then we'll yours and then we'll move onwards. We shall. Onwards and upwards. Here we go then. Okay. Oh, look at this now. What have we here? A film between a horror and thriller. A wide-eyed protagonist wrapped with grief. Worshipping all music and styles of the 60s. Emotions others can't as strong Psychic link to her environment And though Ellie fears the villain We just don't But please to come apart at the seams Looking for the London that she's heard in song Trying to mend her disconnection Critique of toxic men if we can But please to come apart at the seams Last night what did you do? Do you think so or can love you? When the sun beats break, will you regain your face? Are the two connected beyond the room in different decades? It's a bit of a love letter, but a spooky one Like burning someone's name into their lawn But at least it's done in a beautiful fun But please don't come apart at the seams Having fun with this subject matter, is this right? Is it wrong if the film can't decide? Do you feel excitement or fear when you're sleeping at night? But please don't come apart at the seams She's danced by what she's read of the city The film's chaotic, slick, stylish and funny But then it comes apart at the scene Once you think that you understand She's using nostalgia as a safety net where it's all headed and what to expect With kaleidoscopic reflections With a gaggle of morbid apparitions Showing off. 
No, no, I'm, I'm not showing off. I'm using the studio properly. You're showing off. <laughs> All right, play mine. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, like, no, play no. mine. No, no, I, I have, I have heard okay. yours, and yeah, yeah, this is good. Hang on, you're gonna like it. There's a girl in Cornwall who's sick of the fresh air She longs for pollution running through her hair She's gonna live her dream Bless the rain she keeps So satisfying harmonies the Beatles kind of absolutely you'll never guess what the actual inspiration for that song was 
Um, do you want to share? We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> no, no. You have now angered so many people. We don't so talk about people. Bruno. I mean, come on. It totally lends itself. I mean, Soho, Bruno. We don't talk about Soho. Soho no, no. no. <laughs> so there you have it. Well, I'm glad you didn't go that direction because it would have been it would have dated us. Yeah, quite poorly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I loved I loved creating that song. I mean, I loved the '60s, so that was oh, yeah, really yeah. fun. So yeah, those are our songs. That's our thoughts. I hope you enjoyed them. And I enjoyed. Them. Let us know what you think of this new format. I think this might kind of works better. I think I like this. Yeah, I'll put on um, a this poll. Feels nicer. On, I'll put a poll on Instagram once this has been out for a bit and see what people think. Um, but yeah, that that, that yeah. there we go. So, are so you... what we normally do is then have stories yes, about something. That is what we're going to do. Lovely. So it's the same. It's now the same as before. Don't be scared. Um, so I be mean, there were so many things in this film. There were time slips. You know, there was ghosts. There was, there was zombies. Yeah, I was wondering what um, direction we're going to end up going. With so this. I, I looked at a few different things. Time slips. I've heard on other podcasts and it seems to be the same sort of stories over and over again. So I didn't want to do that. Um, I settled on uh, London and ghost stories from London because... I mean, it's a big topic. Yeah. That's it's big. a big topic. So, you know, there is a lot of material here. So oh, yeah. I think I've got three stories, but, you know, we could we could do this for forever, really. Um, we won't. So, no, just, we won't. Just to stress that. But. Yeah. But yeah, thinking about, you know... London, so you've chosen, haunted London. Like, you've chosen like the most exciting looking ones. You can I, find. I've chosen the ones that tickled my fancy. I'm sure we Perfect. we will do more in the future. Hopefully, you will tickle us as yeah. well. Um, so we have three stories. These are all sort of Victorian era, I think, because that seems to be the era. Um, they did love yeah, the ghosts. They did, although um, it's sort of ghosts from the Victorian era, but people seeing them more more recently, that kind of thing. Anyway, um, this is first one is short and sweet, just to sort of whet your appetite. Are Please you ready? Do. Yeah, absolutely. This is called More Tea, Vicar. <laughs> ready? Absolutely. Early on a Sunday morning in July 1971, three workmen were walking along an empty street near the river in the Wapping district. Do you mean Wapping? Wapping. Yes. Wapping. Wapping. In the Wapping district. Wapping. I like Wapping. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All three men were suddenly startled by the appearance of a figure in front of them, dressed in 18th century attire of a clergyman. His face was deathly pale, but his eyes glared horribly from their sockets. Curious, the workmen moved forward to get a better look. The vicar vanished. It seemed they had witnessed the phantom of none other than the evil vicar of Ratcliffe, Wharf, who was said to haunt, whopping, and Limehouse. Ooh. During the 1770s, this vicar had run a seaman's mission and was a respected member of the local community. But under that holy exterior lurked a monster. It is said that the vicar murdered his guests for their money and then disposed of their bodies in the murky water of the Thames. Ooh. Eventually, he was found out and hung for his crimes at Whopping Oldstairs. To this day, many have claimed to see the vile spirit wandering along the lonely river. Local people still take a wide berth of the area late at night. You heard of that one before? I've never heard of that one before, creepy. no. Creepy. It is creepy. I mean, there's good reasons to avoid, you know, the water at yeah. night. <laughs> I mean, something that's particularly creepy about it being a, a, a holy man, you know, someone I you, you right, would yeah. normally trust. But he's dressed in black. Yeah. 
Well, vicars do do dress in yeah, black, don't they? It looks terrifying. Yeah, it so. does a little bit actually when you think about it. Um, so yeah, you know, hmm. maybe a nighttime trip to the Thames at some point. Oh, I don't know. We, we, you just warned us about being careful of nighttime trips, so well, I don't know. Yeah, because you're like crazy like us and kind of want to see, yeah, want to see something. <laughs> anyway, this next one is called the floating clown face. Okay. Thanks mainly to Stephen King. Clowns are no longer thought of as funny, cute, and something you'd want to introduce your small children to. Instead, they have taken on a far more sinister air and have even been awarded their own phobia title. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. Yeah, chlorophobia. But long before Pennywise was lurking around in sewers with his oh-so-alluring red balloons, lived Joseph Romaldi. Uh, I think this is an Italian name. I apologise if I'm saying it wrong. He was born in Clare Market, which isn't far from Aldwych. At a very young age, it was clear he had an impeccable flair for performing arts. This wasn't so surprising, as his father was a ballet master and an Italian pantomime artist. Hmm. His mother was also a professional dancer. By the age of two, Joseph was introduced to the stage at Jury Lane in London. By the time he was three, he was a regular at Sadler's Wells Theatre, he proved himself as a great innovator. Joseph was unnaturally flexible and dexterous. Ugh. <laughs> that's already quite... That's getting, you know when they seem contorting themselves, he looks quite scary. It We're was, off to a good start yeah, here, yeah. guys. It was said that no one could surpass him in this field. Fun fact, it's Joseph Grimaldi that we have to thank for the tradition of cross-dressing in pantomimes, such oh. as the dame and the uh, prince. Okay, no, yep. that, that is cool, actually. And also audience participation during pantomimes. Really? Yes, apparently. Wow, Amazing. really drove it forwards. Think on that when next Christmas you're watching a washed-up soap star staggering around the stage <clears> in <throat> dress and heels. For some reason, Shane Ritchie comes into my head. I don't know why. Oh, no, don't, so don't name drop. <laughs> it could be any. It could be any. Joseph, however, most loved clowning around. Excuse the pun. He was happiest when in full clown regalia and making people laugh. He became known in time as the father of the modern clown. See, Joseph... Well, he has an egg. Apparently they what? put clown faces on eggs, and that's like how you train Margaret oh. Clown makeup. Oh. So I wonder if he has one of the early eggs. Maybe. See, Joseph was a good man, gentle and kind, and extremely supportive of his fellow artists. He loved the theatre, and especially loved the ladies. <laughs> Before he died... Joseph made a macabre request that his body should be severed from his head before being buried. And apparently, this wish was granted. Maybe this explains why, that since his death, Joseph's face, painted in full classic white clown makeup, has been seen floating in the theatre boxes of Jury Lane, watching performances over people's shoulders. I mean, he's got an interest. He's sticking around. He is, but that's horrible. Can you no, imagine? That is, that is terrifying. <laughs> but, <laughs> That'd be really unpleasant to see a clown face floating yeah. behind you. However, it's not malevolent. Quite, actually, quite the opposite. Well, maybe not, but no, it's you not still really consider you it. You still it? wouldn't. Yeah, the benevolent presence of Joseph is said to remain to this day as a guardian to the living, watching over proceedings and helping out the odd troubled actress. One of the most startling accounts occurred during a run of the musical Oklahoma. A young actress from the USA was on stage alone. She was having real difficulties remembering the punchlines to her jokes and was, quite literally, as we say in London, dying on her ass. Was she on her ass? 
She could have been sitting. I suppose you could be right. Don't be so literal. You said literally. The audience was suitably unimpressed, and this proved to knock her confidence to rock bottom. Her already poor delivery became increasingly cringeworthy. No matter how hard she tried, she just couldn't engage with the audience. Then suddenly, she felt firm hands upon her sleeves, and she was propelled to a different part of the stage. Gently, the hand repositioned her arms and adjusted the angle of her head. That's going to be so terrifying, you know, on an empty stage, like, can't cry out. Taking a deep breath, she then delivered her next lines, and the audience responded with rapturous laughter. Joseph Guidance was felt again in some years later, when a young singer was auditioning for the role of The King and I. As she was called to the stage, she found herself overcome by an attack of nerves. Then, she felt an encouraging tap on her shoulder, and unseen yet comforting hands, leading her to the centre of the stage. All through her audition, the hand, her hand was held by some strange ethereal force. She felt no fear, only comfort and reassurance. She sang beautifully and landed the lead role in the show. Nice. So perhaps not all clowns are bad. I think, to be honest, the majority of clowns probably are not bad. No, probably not. They are entertainers. <laughs> yeah, they've just got bad rap. Because of Pennywise and John Wayne Gacy as well. That's not great. So, yeah. All the same. Yeah. Oh, I like that story. Good, That's isn't really it? Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's nice, like, to hear of a, a ghost that isn't just baying for blood and, you know, is actually wanting to help people. But also, that, that, that's, that's a lot of very specific detailed interaction listed mm. there as well. Yeah. Mm. Weird. Yeah, I like that. Weird, but cool. Yeah. Right. Good this old is, Joe. This is the last, this is the last one. Okay, okay. And um, just because I'm a Steely Dan fan, I've called it, um, go back, Jack, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Jack the Ripper. Right, okay. Okay. (laughs) Probably Britain's most notorious murderer, although to this day, we still don't know who he was. There have been countless books, articles and essays written musing over the grisly Whitechapel murders, and people will undoubtedly continue to write about it on Facebook, Reddit, and maybe even any fans. I bet there are only fans dedicated to that. I bet there is. I think there's more than only fans dedicated to that (laughs) nature of things. There are many suspects in the case of the Ripper's true identity. It's been proposed that he could have been a famous painter or a doctor or even royalty. However, with no conclusive evidence, the mystery continues. There is one man, however, who frequently pops up in these writings on the Ripper. His name is Robert Dionston Stevenson. Robert was a former army surgeon, journalist and, on the weekends, a black magician practitioner. Oh, you know. Mm, as you do. Absolutely. You know, everything else is very upstanding there. There is no denying that Robert was an incredibly shady character with a somewhat checkered past. He was also reported to be a deluded fantasist. Whether he did work as an army surgeon, as he claimed, was in doubt. He did, though, certainly work as a journalist and took great delight on presenting his theories of the Ripper's motivation to the press. Many people were convinced that Robert himself was the murderer. He committed brutal crimes as a younger man and now took, a mo- took morbid glee in writing misleading articles deliberately about the Ripper. <laughs> These days, he'd have been labelled a psychopath and sent to therapy. One common theory as to the Ripper's identity was that before the murders, Robert had been living at the Cricketer's Tavern in Brighton. This would have been a very lowly drinking establishment with rooms going very cheap. 
By all accounts, Robert was very fond of this place. He then spent some time in hospital as a supposed surgeon in Whitechapel from the 16th of July to the 17th of December, which just so happened to be the period of time that the murders took place. Mm. Convenient. I know. There is speculation that Robert used his time in the hospital as a perfect alibi. It said he crept out at night, committed the gruesome deeds, then snuck back in before the bodies were discovered. In fact, the very first murder victim, Mary Ann Nichols, was found only 150 yards away from the hospital. Makes you think. Mm. But it doesn't end there. Subsequent landlords and landladies of the Cricketers pub believe their establishment is haunted by the ghost of Robert. (laughs) He was, after all, very fond of the place. Maybe he is simply refusing to leave. The most disturbing fact about the hauntings is the phantom only appears to women. That would make sense if it was Shut the Ripper, wouldn't it? I suppose it would, yeah. One night, a former landlady awoke to the sound of barrels being rolled around in the cellar. Nervous she had an intruder, she made her way down. When she reached the cellar, however, the noises stopped. She entered and stared around the tidy room. Not a single barrel was out of place. But had it been out of place before she went to bed, I wonder? Is it just know. a very tidy ghost? Yeah, maybe you put it all back before she got down. Oh shit, someone's coming. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Just seeing what you had on tap. (laughs) Have you got any proper job? (laughs) Warily, she began to climb the stairs again. As she came out into the bar, her blood ran cold. The figure of a man in a long cape and wide-brimmed hat zipped past her and disappeared down the stairs. From then on, she began to feel that she was being watched, especially when alone, cleaning the bar at night. Then, one evening, the feeling became intense. Breathing deeply, she looked up. The landlady was face to face with the man with the long cape and the wide-rimmed hat. She claimed his face was deathly pale, like a blur, except two glaring eyes. They stared at each other for a few seconds. Then the spectre was gone. More recently, the pub was closing up and a young woman had gone to use the toilet. Suddenly, the lady's door burst open and she ran, screaming through the pub and out onto the street. Once she'd calmed down a little, she spoke of a presence she'd felt. She'd been alone in the toilet and had felt a dramatic drop in temperature. Then, chilly, ghostly hands had begun to claw her face. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. While peeing in cold. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever the Ripper was. He was a pervert. Yeah, well, I mean, God, I think we can definitely guarantee that, can't we? Mm. He will certainly now be beyond mortal law. However, a warning to all the ladies entering the cricketers. If you do need a wee, it's best to use the pub next door. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that That's it. Those are my stories. They were good stories. What do you think? Yeah, I enjoyed those. Yeah. yeah. A bit different, isn't it? It was. There was some nice variety in there. Yeah. Well... That's it. That's it, folks. That's all I got. I think I think we need to go and get some fresh air now. I don't think we? fresh air is a very good idea. <laughs> well, thank you everyone so much for listening once again. Um just a reminder, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search the ghost gig. Yeah. Um you can email us at ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. Um 
And one day we'll have Wi-Fi and we'll reply to you. No, I'm joking. We've we'll both have, got we data. You know, we we we, we do have access to the outside world. It's just irritating. Um, it's a restricted access. Yeah, to the restricted outside world, access. Isn't it? Um, please do get in touch, though. As I've said, we we love hearing from people. It's so exciting to hear from people. This is episode twenty, I believe. I think. Or I think 19? it might be nineteen. Nineteen. No, 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 nineteen. No, 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 nineteen. Nineteen. We're getting to twenty. We are getting there. Um. Yeah. So. Cool. It's we're, okay. We're we can up. definitely drink in pubs now. Our podcast can drink in pubs. Excellent. We can but take easily. it out with us. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please, any spooky stories, any film reviews you'd like us to do? Yeah. Um, or if you just want to say hi, we really, really love hearing you can do all of those things in the same message yeah. if you feel compelled yeah. to. Or if you just want to have a chat and say hello, then please do. We love hearing from people. We do. We get very excited. We do. Um, cool. That's it. So... Thank you very much. We'll be back at some point, hopefully in two weeks, but it depends on... I think we should yeah. aim for two weeks. We'll aim for two I weeks. We'll, I think it should, somehow or other, yep. it will happen yep. by some means. Yep. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. Bye. Bye.